Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. A Hershey Bears podcast for Bears fans, written and hosted by a Bears fan, or just by a regular old hack myself. Hello everyone and welcome back to all of this. My name is Richard Blosser and yes, (laughs) we are back talking hockey once again it has been a long long road to recoveries we are here as you've noticed that i have not been on for uh for two months um i haven't recorded a podcast and i have my reasons and we will discuss that later uh but the shortened version was that i went through a lot of personal stuff and there was just really no no hockey out there now, there are other hockey podcasters who slugged and got through this offseason and threw out prototypical um, podcast. What is the best retro reverse? Who is the best of all time? How did the team look in the 2010s? Yes, I was planning on doing that until real life stepped in. But, you know, this past holidays, which is a time that traditionally for Bears fans is a very, very busy time of year. It is a time of year where we um, start with the turkey shoot on on Thanksgiving and we move into Thanksgiving weekend. And it's, it's a fun time, that turkey shoot, because everybody's home from college, you know, when we can actually travel and get together. And, you know, enjoy the turkey shoe, talk some smack, drink some beer, stay out late knowing we're going to stuff our guts the next day. Thanksgiving weekend turns into an abundance of hockey at all levels. Some teams do Black Friday matinee games. I'm looking at you, Boston. Some do heavy travel on Thanksgiving weekend. And as we head into December the following week, It is a tradition unlike any other that turns into the teddy bear toss where we flood the ice with the beautiful stuffed animals. We're not the only ones that do that. There are other teams around the minor league and junior hockey world that do the same thing. As December turns into a time of giving and a time of remembrance in the hockey world. Decembers are typically peppered with random Wednesday night affairs. You know what I mean, those Wednesday nights up in Hartford or maybe a Wednesday night game in Springfield mid-December, one of those cold 20-degree nights in western Massachusetts. You know the ones I'm talking about. And then, oh, I also forgot the mandatory uh, Friday night in Lehigh, the first Fridays in Lehigh. Traditionally, me and my fiance would go there as our mandatory one Lehigh game. Maybe a, a Friday night in Wilkesbury or Friday night in Hartford. And then comes Hall of Fame weekend, where we look upon the past. And this year, no doubt it would have been all Greg Mace this year, who was watching down on everything from the best seats in the house. And in Hall of Fame weekend, we look back and we look forward and we get a week off from everything as the big run up to Christmas Day. And then once Christmas Day happens and we get that done with, back to work, everyone. It's time for road trips and weekday home games because it's the sacred week of in between Christmas and New Year's where either you work, you don't, or you just mail it in for a week. 
And once we hit New Year's, the Winter Classic, the outdoor games, World Juniors ending, and we hit the New Year, and it's time to hit the meat and potatoes of the Bears' schedule. Alas, boys and girls, that did not happen this year because, haha, <laughs> COVID. And this year was really, really rough for me because I, I enjoy the holiday season. I have for a while. I've had a love-hate relationship with it. Um, I love this time of year at my new job. Well, not my new job, but my job at Quaker where it's not as busy, this year being an exception. Um, I hated it when I worked at FedEx in a catering company because it was our busiest time of year. But once you hit Christmas, it's just it's it's magical. And we legally could not celebrate that magic. We could enjoy Christmas as much as we are legally allowed to have. Oof. And this entire month for me was, now that I look back on it, was pretty much a usual August in the hockey year. And the month of August is what I call the month without hockey. August, you know, is when is after we have the the schedule released, maybe a promo schedule drops in August, a few free agency signings. But August in the hockey world is summer vacation for everyone. If you won the Stanley Cup or the Calder Cup or the Kelly Cup, that's your time to do whatever you want with the trophy. I don't judge. For everybody else, it's all right. Go do your thing for a month and we'll see you at the beginning of school. It's a time just for everybody to relax. And typically when I do this podcast, I take August off. Just because there's not much to report, and that's usually when I hit the convention circuit. But this year, again, that wasn't there. This August, we had the bubble hockey tournament. So December became August. And it looked dodgy there for a while. I mean, it looked like the NHL wasn't going to really do anything. And it turned into billionaires arguing with millionaires over money. And, and I'm not, and, and I hated seeing that. I'm not pro-union. I'm not pro-owners. I'm pro-fan. Because it's billionaires arguing with millionaires over money. And you're doing that in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. As, as the Twitterverse loves to say, Read the room, everyone! So yeah. And you throw into that with political discord in the world. Don't worry. You'll have none of that here. Because I stick to sports. Because it's the only thing I'm good at. Because I'm a hack. It's all I know what to do. It was just mentally, it was very, very draining. And I thought we weren't going to get anything. You know, I thought we were going to have an NHL season, but there wasn't going to be an AHL season. NHL announced there would be, they would have a season. 56 games, new divisions, which I will give my thoughts on a bit later. New um, rules and regulations. Canada allowing NHL teams to play as long as as you do very strict testing. Fine. You have to stay in your hotel room, and you have to open up a window every hour. Okay, fine. When you get into an elevator, you can't press the buttons. Please use your elbows. And no more than three people in an elevator at a time. And do not congregate near an, an elevator while waiting for one. Uh, 
okay? Can we play hockey now, please? And make sure you you adhere to these strict COVID protocols and, and push this health, this health propaganda. I mean public service announcements. Can we play hockey? We'll do all that. Yes, you can. Fine, go. Put out... Do Maple Leaf stuff. Steve Dangle needs something to do. <laughs> I say that because I care. I love his stuff. I really do. And I was so eager for stuff to come back because I was tired of scouring YouTube, everyone. There's only so much video game YouTubers I can watch. There's only so many completionist videos and, and walkthroughs and analysis I can watch. I mean, please, hockey, come back. <laughs> I'm running out of stuff to watch on YouTube, and I don't, I don't want to watch regular television because it sucks. They've made a sitcom about the crazy cat lady. That's all I'm saying. But we finally got it. The NHL's back, and the AHL gave us a framework. They agreed upon a structure for the season. And heading into the new year, Decision time was January 4th, the Monday, Monday, January 4th. Whether you are in or out, we are going to start on February 5th. It's happening, baby. But will the Bears opt in? There is talk of teams opting out. So the day came, and I watched with bated breath, constantly refreshing uh, Tony Adirondex and I know I said his name wrong and Patrick Williams timeline I will not admit I have a problem and saying come on Hershey opt in come on come on please I don't care what Ontario is doing what's Hershey doing please and there it was Hershey has opted in we're in we're back baby so is the Phantoms so is the AHL's Canadian division now, there were three teams that opted out. The Milwaukee Admirals, the Charlotte Checkers, and the Springfield Blue Thunder Blue Birds. And, you know, I have a hack theory behind that. One of many hack theories I have, but I think the Checkers... Oh, and the Charlotte Checkers were out. I said that. Anyway, I have a hack theory behind that. Both of those teams are going through affiliation changes and probably rebrands. So why do that now? Why debut your new jersey and new affili affiliation and new merch and banners and colors and booga booga booga? Let's wait till October to do that. Yes. Let us plan all spring and summer and we can design new jerseys and new merchandise and new on ice logos, new sponsorships. Yes. More money. Because they'll need it. And new, new everything. Yes, we will return bigger, badder, and more corporately branded than ever. Just a hack theory. But I'll take it. I'll take it. The Bears are back. And I know not everybody is happy about it. I know there are people who look at this and see the three-team Atlantic division. Oh, what? Oh, there are new divisions for this. There is the All-Canadian division which is Manitoba, Laval, Belleville, and Toronto. The Bears are part of the, um, I think it's the East Division or the North. Where I think it's the North. Anyway, it is the I-81 Division, as I call it. Lehigh, 
Hershey, Wilkes, Binghamton, Utica, Rochester, and Syracuse. Up and down the I-81. Now, because of um, travel restrictions and tight testing, I, I guess, there will be... We're not going to play all those teams in the division. We're not. I mean, there... You have to play a minimum number of games, which is 24. I think the max is going to be like 48. Not everybody's going to play 48. Let's just get that out of the way. It's just, here's the here's the floor number of games, and here's the ceiling. Just figure out a number between those two. Just figure it out. And it's going to be the usual. We're probably going to play Wilkes-Barre a lot. We're going to play Lehigh a lot. We're probably going to get a, a good amount of Binghamton. I'm all for that. I'm not sure we're actually going to travel up to uh, Utica or Rochester unless we get enough vaccine in the pipeline to where PA to New York travel is doable, but I doubt it. I mean, maybe they'll throw in Rochester for the nostalgia, but don't get your hopes up. And look, I understand this season is not for everyone. It's not. And especially among my own friends, there was a sense of just non-excitement and non-caring. There won't be fans in the stands. There there won't. Not in a shortened season. I just want, and for me personally, I just want, I just want the hockey back. I want to have enough material where I can come on this microphone and talk to you guys about all this because I missed it. I missed it, but I just had nothing to go on. I wanted to do the 2010s retrospecticus, but real life got in the way. And if there was no AHL season, then what's the point in me getting behind this microphone? This is a Bears podcast. I can't come on and talk about Capitals training camp. That's what others do. So I was just happy to see it back. And I know there are others that don't share my optimism or enthusiasm, but I guess I just have more at stake in this than everybody else. And the equivalent of this is, the analogy I'm going to use is that, imagine you know, you're getting dinner from mom, and you're so used to getting uh, macaroni and cheese, chicken nuggets, maybe some pizza or pizza bagel bites every once in a while, or a traditional uh, pork chop and mashed potatoes dinner. But it's tough times. And mom is now giving you plant-based chicken tenders, asparagus, and a homemade ketchup recipe she found on Pinterest that she swears is better than any store-bought. Now, I've seen people who have acted like a bratty child. Timmy's parents let them eat cheeseburgers for dinner. Why can't we be like Billy's parents? Bobby's dad lets them eat ribs for dinner. Why can't we have meat? I'm going to Billy's for dinner. Slam. Well, me, I just look at the plate and I go, all right, this is what I got. Nope. This plant based isn't that bad. I think mom overdid it on the sugar in the, in the, uh, in the ketchup recipe, but you smile and appreciate what you've got. The fact that there is food on your table. And that's the way I'm, I'm taking it. I'm appreciating what's been given to me. And I'm gonna. If it's not your particular brand of vodka, 
I'm I, I'm I'm gonna approach this to everyone here, and again, I use a lot of analogies, but that's just how I am. Like Daniel Ocean when he pitches his his heist plan at in the one scene in Ocean's Eleven. Daniel Ocean, played by George Clooney, comes out and says, "You know, thank you to everyone for coming out here. Is everybody here? Good. Is everyone silver? Close enough." And he offers a plan to him that is both highly lucrative and highly dangerous. Now, if that doesn't sound like your particular brand of vodka, help yourself to some food and some booze and be on your way whenever you want. The rest of you, come inside. And there are some that have gone in the house. And there's some aren't. But I look at a lot of you like the way Saul approached uh, Matt Damon's character. Said, uh, said, you're Bobby Flanagan's boy, aren't you? Yeah. You're from Chicago? Yeah. I hear it's nice there. Get in the goddamn house. And that's what I'm going to tell everyone. Yeah, I get it. It's not your particular brand of vodka. And if, you don't, if you're not going to watch it, that's fine. You know, here's some chocolate. Here's some, here's some Hershey's Yingling and... Help yourself and be on your way. And for the rest of you, get in the goddamn house. I'm still going to do my recaps. I'm still going to do this podcast. You know, I'll help out with AHL TV that, that I can. But you know what? It's been 10 months. And if this is all we get on the plate, fine. And we will approach this the way the AHL has. We will... Charge through whatever this this mutant season is, and then it's full gear for a full season in October, baby. Because hopefully, the world is a little bit more right by then. Hopefully, we'll be right back. Short-handed breakaway, Casey Scott, and we're back. Here on the Grits and Barrett podcast, back in the saddle, back in action once again there, baby. So, I guess it's time to go take a look at our Onichans to the south. Um, yes, that is an anime reference, and uh, you better get used to it, because there's a lot more where that came from, everyone. Of course, the boys in red, white, and blue are back at it. They are going to claim a Stanley Cup, even in this shortened COVID season, damn it. Because, well... It will happen one way or another. So, okay. Enough of my joking and cynicism aside. We um, There will be a Stanley Cup playoffs. They will begin, I think, around May. And they hope to have everything done and wrapped up before the Olympics start in July. And it will be a hyper-abbreviated um, off-season as it will be, all right, Stanley Cup's handed out. Okay, expansion draft. You're done. Fine. Fine. Junior boys, time for the draft. Get up. Draft done? Good. Free agency. Let's go. Okay, free agency's done. Okay, all of you are going to get two weeks off, and then we need to start prepping for next year. But it's only August 1st. Yeah, guess what? You had 10 months off last year. Last year. Time to get back to Wake. So, yeah, it's going to be a very quick and uh, off-season and regular season. So once we get started on Wednesday the 13th, buckle up, baby. Because it is a roller coaster ride to the end. 
So looking at the Washington Capitals, of course, they are led by their Lord and Savior, Alexander Ovechkin, who is entering a surprise, surprise of all things, an expiring contract this year at the graceful tender age of 35. Um, nobody panic. He's gonna. They're going to give him a deal, um, just like they did with Backstrom last year, and he'll retire a capital. He ain't going anywhere. Of course, my hack theory has always been that him and Crosby are going to retire at the same time or within a year of each other. Of course, I can hear Hockey Troll in the background going, Yeah, Ovechkin's going to retire last because he's better. He doesn't have concussions. Uh, hate that guy. But um, he'll be a capital. Nobody nobody panic. They still have their core of uh, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Oshie, Wilson, Eller, Haglin, Panic. This is all thanks to uh, uh, Cap Friendly and all that great stuff out of them. Um, they've got some. You know, they got Connor Sherry, former Penguin. There, Jacob Verana is at the end of his extension. He'll be an RFA at the end of the year. Don't worry, girlfriend, going to get paid. Lars Eller, the immortal, is still there. Garrett Hathaway, wearing my number 64. I, th I think he does, or still does. Nick Dowd, still there and getting paid, and so is Connor Sheary, former Penguin, as I stated. A rather solid lineup, which will have a tax taxi squad this year, which will consist of a bunch of depth pieces and about uh, five players and a goaltender. Um, as part of the taxi squad this year, you will need to... Uh, carry three um, three forwards and another goalie or two because, you know, if a positive COVID test pops up, you got to slide somebody in. This is what we're going to go through. Just you're all going to have to get used to this sooner rather than later. Um, on defense, of course, former Hershey Bear, John Carlson is there along with Dmitry Orloff, former Pittsburgh Penguin and Justin Schultz, if he can stay healthy. Big, beefy Brandon Dillon. Nick Jansen, if he can stay healthy. Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who was signed over the offseason to a healthy one-year 800K deal. Our favorite Jonas Siegenthaler is still there. But then, but then, boys and girls, as if a Royal Run Rumble entrance we saw in the background coming through the tunnel... Oh, by God. That's Sedano Chara's music. What? Sedano Chara? The backstop of the Boston Bruins for the better part of two decades? 43-year-old Sedano Chara? The sweetheart? Sedano Chara. Signed with Washington. Yes, he did. One year, almost 800K deal. It's a ring-chasing deal. Don't don't let anybody tell you different. He's a left-handed shot defenseman, which the Capitals have plenty of. Um, <laughs> this makes for one of the uh, oldest uh, defensive groups in all the league, but having a 43-year-old on your roster will jack up those numbers. I'm a little worried about this defensive core with the uh, with the Capitals a little bit, uh, just because, A, Justin Schultz cannot stay healthy. No, I'm not a salty Yenzer. You shut up. And Justin Schultz is 30. I mean, if you get his 2015 through 2017 version, great. He'll be a great uh, second power play quarterback guy and a blue line blaster. Or you get the often injured skating pylon version over the past year and a half. 
I mean, hey, good luck. And for a two-year hate meal deal, woof. Uh, big, beefy Brandon Dillon, I mean, I mean, let's admit it, Caps fans. The only reason you liked him was because he fought Mulkin last year. Let's just admit that. That's that's why. That's why you like him. Because he's got a beard, and he's tall, and beefy, and he punched Evgeny Malkin in the face. It's the only reason why you like him. You didn't even know he was with the... Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Um, I do like I do like Trevor with them. He could be a, a decent depth option, and Siegenthaler going to... Siegenthaler. I'm, I am not stepping on that landmine again. Uh, Michael Kempney is back on LTIR Island, or as we lovingly call it, an urinating tree, brilliantly dubbed Robodub Island. He is there for the year. But unfortunately, we had to send somebody else off to LTIR Island. Very unfortunate that Henrik Lundqvist, he, he signed with the Capitals. He was going to be a mentor to Ilya Samsonov and possibly Copley as well, as, since you have to have three goaltenders this year. Um, it was a ring-chasing deal, but you know what? Good luck to him. One year, 1.5 mil deal. It was safe. But at the new year, it was revealed he would not be joining the Capitals this year because of a heart ailment. Oof. I've seen enough House MD to know where these go. It could be a loose throttle. Sometimes beats too fast, beats too slow. So, you know, in this, in, in these troubled times, to have a heart condition? No, just go do whatever you need to do, Henrik. Hockey will be here when you get back. Just, uh, just go. And then it was revealed a week later that, oh, Henrik Lundqvist had successful open-heart surgery. Wait, what? He did what? Open-heart surgery. Wait, we went from doctors discovering a a heart condition to now, oh, yeah, he had open-heart surgery, but he's doing fine. But, huh? Yeah, I think his days are pretty much done. I see that's going to be very hard to come back from. And at his age of 38, woof. I just hope that it can be like with Stamkos, if the Capitals do go all the way and have him just, just, just don the pads on the jersey and give him the cup if if that's what happens just do that it may not match Ray Bork but it will be a great a great look so good luck to the red white and blue this year wearing those interesting retro reverse jerseys the goaltenders are going to be Ilya Samsonov Phoenix Carpley our boy and uh Frederick Anderson oh I remember that Frederick Anderson the one that Chris Kunitz properly semi-murdered at the end of Game 7 of the 2016 Eastern Conference Finals. I love that game. <laughs> okay. Um, who spent the past year or two uh, fading into obscurity in Toronto? All right. Fine. Sign him as a depth piece. Good luck to you. And uh, let's we'll move down to the capital... To the uh, Capitals. The Bears roster here, according to Cap Friendly. A lot of the... Uh, boys are coming back. Uh, Cody Clark, Riley Soder, Pilon, um, Beck staying overseas. Daniel Sprong, although he still might get a look up in Washington. Mogul, Malate, Gersich, ev- a lot of the band is returning. And one thing that all the way back in uh, in, sep- in November, 
really made my day because <laughs> yeah. it's not o'clock everyone <laughs> Matt Molson is back with the team once again um providing that vet uh vet presence um let, let's admit it when when the bears and the world shut down um he was a huge part to the bears success and I'm really glad to see that he's back and maybe hopefully Whenever this is done, that we can just, you know, you know, hey, uh, hey, Matt, Matt, uh, uh, let me tell you the odds here, Sparky. Hey, um, could you just come back for one more year? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know you're 36. I know, but this, this was a shortened season. You know, we just want to have you for one full year. You know, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll bring you back and we'll let you teach these youngins. We'll, we'll, we'll sign your buddy. We'll sign your buddy Mallet for one more year. And then uh, we'll just flush the pipeline after that. But um, just one more year after this, please. Hmm? We'll feed you cookies. <laughs> anyway, um, Joe Snively is back with us and doing brilliantly at Caps training camp. Um, some some youngins, um, one of the Capitals draft picks, uh, Hendricks Lapierre, um, he is, of course, signed to a junior entry-level deal. Do not expect him to be with Hershey because, well, the lad's only 18. Um, we won't see him for another two years. Connor McMichael, um, who had a pretty good uh, World Juniors. We hope to see him in the uh, Bears lineup as well. AJ just this morning was recalled from overseas. Um, hopefully we could possibly get Riot o- over, although it might be a lost cause with him. Um, Protest, possibly him as well. And uh, Bobby Nardella will not be joining us because he is on a full season loan to I think in the Swedish Hockey League or the Sweden Hockey League, Double um, A I think is staying over in Russia with the KHL, um, and don't know much about Fiore as of yet. I think Geiser is staying overseas as well. We'll need some help on the defensive side, but the Capitals are going to probably kick some guys down to us anyway. So um, I think we'll be fine. Whenever, however, this season will start up. And uh, Cameron Schilling, former Hershey Bear, is back with us as well. And our goaltending, VTech, is still down here with us. He might be the odd man out, although the Capitals still really like him. And we still have Zach Fuseli, um, who is getting some time as well, former uh, St. John's Ice Caps. And there's this, been this uh, kid, Hunter Shepard, who's been doing really good in South Carolina, suffered a groin injury, but he's been doing well. He's a college kid getting his feet wet in the ECHL. Maybe he comes to the Bears sooner rather than later. And plus the words Hunter Shepard, the the nicknames and the memes write themselves when it comes to him. So that's your look at the Capitals and Bears as we stand as of mid-January. I am really excited to seeing how the season's going. You know, one last shift out on the ice before we wrap things up. We'll be right back. And we're back here on the Grits and Barrett podcast. I think it's time for uh, a couple last skates around before we head off into the locker room for the week. Uh, everyone enjoy this glorious, lovely hockey that's going to be uh, presented to you. Because um, remember how quickly it was taken away from you and for how long. 
But let's do some uh, quick hits and quick skates real quickly. Um, back, we had the World Juniors happen, which was a lot of international fun. It was nice to see my uh, Twitter timeline blow up with Team Canada goals, Team USA goals, a bit of Finland and Sweden sprinkled in here and there, and that pesky Finland team. My God, were they frisky. But got to enjoy a lovely USA-Canada gold medal game as it was always destined to be. And Team USA comes out 2-0 to win the gold medal, baby! Woohoo! America! No, no. And then what you know it, the next day, all that crap happened. Yeah. Probably not the best time to break out the uh, America F. Yeah song from Team America World Police. I am an insensitive bastard, aren't I? No, I'm not I'm not going to do it, but um but good to see Team USA get another gold. Fourth time in five meetings they've beaten the Canadians and a little bit of controversy in that game because at their team photo they brought out a purple a purple a blue barrel with Team Canada's logo on it for their team pick. And of course everybody was all up the oh this is classless this is Canada wouldn't do anything like this what's this all about and uh the USA came out and said oh no 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 it's it's uh it's a metaphor you know every hurdle every barrel we have to get over over the next barrel it's a uh, and it, it cuz it just so happens to be Canada this time it it uh it doesn't mean anything we didn't mean it it's just a barrel Come on, guys. It's just a barrel. Come on. Relax. Come on. And I think I'll take Steve Dangle's approach to this was just own it. Just just own it for what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a uh yeah, it was a barrel representing Team Canada. Yeah. We did it. We won. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. Um, but I like Steve Dangle's approach a lot more. That yeah, just 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 kind of take the heel approach and just own it, and uh, we'll see you in twenty twenty one, probably in Canada again, um, and we'll see how the state of the world is. I think it's actually I think it's going to Europe and it's going to be in uh, Belarus um, because they usually rotate it between U.S., Canada, and Europe. Uh, as a three-year rotation, but uh, we'll see how the world is in about a, uh, a year. And um, but it was good. World Juniors were good to see, and um, just really good to see that hockey, the hockey machine, slowly churning and getting back up to life and 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 everything. So World Juniors are done and in the books. USA, your gold medal. Um, Team Canada, silver, and I think Team Finland was your bronze medal and that the those plucky finland teams was just they they were tough they really were also in other news the nhl is uh is going to have all their divisions corporately sponsored this year so um let me just uh bring this up here real quick let's see nhl god you know, this probably would have been a lot better if I would have, like, just, you know, brought this up in advance. Nice preparation! Yep. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Division sponsors. All I need is just to see it because there were there were logos about all this, and it'll make this a hell of a lot easier. Uh, da 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 Images. And, well, 
not what I was looking for. So let's just bring up the uh, the articles. Let's go to uh, Nova Caps for this one. Dateline Nova Caps or wherever you else you, you get your uh, your hockey news. My computer is a little slow, so it'll take this a little bit to get uh, get loaded up. Uh, let's see. Again, from Nova Caps, the NHL divisions to have sponsors this season. Um, your divisions will be uh, sponsored corporately. Uh, it, the divisions will be known as the Canadian Division will be the uh, Scotia NHL North Division, um, the Honda West Division, the Discover Central Division, and the Mass Mutual NHL East Division. All right, there it is. It, it came up. Um, of course, the uh, the general consensus was, oh my god, this was horrible. How can the NHL do this? They're selling out to the highest bidder. How can this happen? They only care about money. The integrity of the game is being sold to their corporate overlords. And uh, first off, may I quote Diamond Joe Quinby from The Simpsons? You are tampering with forces you can't understand. We have major corporations sponsoring this event. And look there, uh, Mr. Uh, Tradition. Uh, that Winter Classic you love so much? Uh, heavily corporate branded. The NHL All-Star Game. Heavy corporate branded. In fact, most of their freebies are given out to their corporate sponsors. Awards Night. Corporate sponsored. Draft. Same thing. Expansion Draft. Oh dear God, that's going to be corporately branded up. Every arena is sponsored. We're putting frickin' logos on the helmets this year. Yeah, money's a little tight. So, yeah, we gotta find... Wait, in a flat cap year with no fans? Yeah. We gotta find some other way of revenue. Oh, well. Get over yourself. I'm surprised the North, because it's all Canadian, wasn't sponsored by Rogers. I mean, hell, you have the Rogers Arena in Vancouver, and you have the Rogers Center in Toronto. I figured that would do it. And Honda out west with the Ducks, Discover, and the Central. Okay. And Mass Mutual in the east. They're based out of Massachusetts. So? Okay. So what? Let's just... If this bothers you, then I, I, I think that's, uh, that's a you problem, as Colin Cowherd likes to say. that That's a you problem. That's not an NHL problem. That's a you problem. So just deal with it. Plus, they're all lovely little color-coded as well. Green for the east, red for the north, blue for the west, and uh, orange for the central. Although, uh, swap the red and blue. The north should be blue. But north, red, Canada. Anyway, anyway, I, I'm overthinking this, aren't I? Yes, you are! Okay, I am. I, I, I am overthinking this. All right, I think it's time. We it, This has been good, about a good healthy 40, 45 minutes. It's pretty good. Uh, podcast to get us back up and running. We'll get more. Um, we'll get more people into it as we go. But um, this is what I'll call the last twenty, as the one last shift or one last shift or whatever out there on the ice. As we uh, gonna wrap this up. Okay, I had to splice this in because I I, I can't believe I forgot to uh, to talk about this and in, in all of my ramblings, but. We are going to go Dateline uh, USPHL, um, as in the U.S. Premier Hockey League, as big news dropped this past week 
that Bruce Boudreau, old barbecue Bruce, as he's known in some circles, the longtime NHL head coach, will be has purchased a junior hockey team in the United States Premier Hockey League's Premier Division and will be playing out of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Well, that's cool. Where are they going to play? Oh, I don't know. They might be playing at Historic Hershey Park Arena beginning the 21-2022 season. So that means for all of you who have wanted it for years, the old barn is back in business, baby. Woof. Let's go. The old barn will be having hockey in it once again as... Um, the Hershey-based USPHL club will be a Tier 3 Junior A in the league's Premier Division. Okay, let me just look this up. I'm actually at the USPHL website. Um, Barbecue Bruce and his wife Crystal have purchased the league, and they will hold a actual name-the-team contest probably in the upcoming months as colors will be decided as well. Uh, let's see here. Um, the Premier League, uh, let's go to, uh, standings. Now, I'm a, uh, I'm a, uh, hockey jersey collector, so I've heard of the USPHL. I haven't collected any jerseys, but they are a junior hockey league. Um, think of what the, uh, US, uh, the, uh, CHL does in Canada is what we have here in the U.S., Okay, so let's take a look at these divisions. Um, I don't know where they're... They're probably going to be placed in the uh, Mid-Atlantic, I'd say. So who's all in the Mid-Atlantic? Well, you have the Rockets Hockey Club, Philadelphia Hockey Club, Elmira Junior Enforcers, the Jersey Hitmen, the Utica Junior Quamets, the New York Aviators, the Connecticut Junior Rangers, the Buffalo Thunder... The Skipjacks Hockey Club, old Baltimore Skipjacks, and the PAL Pal Junior Islanders. Wolf. Okay, that's a thing. There are apparently a lot of teams in this. Scattered throughout, like, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine divisions. I hope this is just... Okay, okay, okay. Let me just look at this for a second. This can't be real because of of COVID and all that. This has got to be like a mutated COVID season. So let's go back two years and see what this whole thing looked like to provide... Let's see if this is really how the league's set up or this is just a a COVID thing. And nope, there is a Southeast... A Northeast, a New England, a Midwest West, Midwest East, Mid-Atlantic, Great Lakes, and Florida Division. Wolf. Okay, then. Good to know. So probably the Bear, the, I don't know, the Junior Bears, the, maybe the BRs, maybe whatever they can get away with, or a uh, Name the Team contest. I don't know. But, um. Yeah, Barbecue Bruce is bringing hockey back to the old barn in uh, in 21-2022. No word if there will be, uh, like, how the logistics of it are going to work, but anytime you can bring the old barn back to life and the old girl get her humming with junior hockey, well, that'll be okay with us. 
more details to follow, of course, as we head into the off season. But um, yep, barbecue Bruce, good to have you back there, buddy boy. Always good to see a smokehouse reopen. So uh, we'll be back to wrap this up for real this time in a little bit. Twenty seconds left. So I am going to get a little personal here for a second. Um, if this is not your your style and you want to cut the podcast off here, then then by all means. Um, and I'll see you next week. But um, so why was I gone? Why was I uh, gone for so long? Well, the holidays was very, very difficult for me. It was, like I said, I love this time of year. When the, the, the Christmas and the holidays and the gatherings. But as I got to Thanksgiving, me and my mother decided that we were not going to get together. Um, she's pushing 70 type 2 diabetic she owns her own business and can't afford to be out for two weeks so we came together and made that decision and i was working a weekend overnight shift to fill in for another jockey over thanksgiving weekend so i was going to be busy anyway well the following monday um actually the following sunday i got a group text from my uncle and my mom and other members of the family that my grandmother, who had been suffering from dementia, had gotten COVID and was moved moved to a uh, a quarantine wing, and uh, it hit us all very hard. I had a couple days off as a thank you to covering the weekend, and I was able to uh, spend some time with my fiance and talk to my mother, who thought of my grandmother as her actual mom. And I have a lot of grandmothers. Uh, due to a broken family, a divorced family. But out of all them, she was the one I was closest to. She was always one that that um, always was always there and was always supportive. And she always financially helped me out, even though I never hit her up for a dime ever in my life. She was always there. She's a great listener, a good talker, like all great-grandmothers. But dementia was robbing her of her memories and her health. And COVID pushed her over the edge. On Friday, December 4th, she slipped into a coma. I left work early. Um, spent time with my fiance. Cried. And then the following Saturday, she was gone. She died. 87 years old. And she died alone. Unfortunately. And yeah, it really hurt. It really hurt. I took a week off from my job. Um, Puck Prize let me take time away to do whatever I needed to do. And I just spent a week at home just playing video games and relaxing and mentally relaxing. It, it kind of turned into an impromptu winter or end of fall vacation. And that Thursday... We buried her. We put her in a mausoleum beside Grandpa, and she was gone. That was the hard part, to truly acknowledge that she was gone. Wednesday night, I spent some time at Hershey Park with a friend, and the following Friday, I went to Hershey Park as well. Celebrate today, mourn tomorrow, as somebody once told me, and that's exactly what we did. And while I miss Grandma... She told me that her and Grandpa went to went to Bears games at the old barn. Um, I hope that's true and not just the uh, 
the dementia talking. I really hope hope not. And um, um, any goal when I go back will be uh, dedicated to her. Because um, she'll be watching me from the best seats in the house. So um, that was very difficult to go through. And then <laughs> death is never convenient, everyone. Because the week that I was off, I began to notice some things about my cat that she started slowing down and getting really lethargic and was missing the litter box. Um, For all you cat owners, she was 19. She's 19 years old, pushing 20. Oof. Most cats only go to 13 to 17. So 20? (laughs) Yeah, that's really pushing it. That's like 90 in cat years. And uh, I'd raised her literally since birth. And the closer we got to Christmas... I had to keep cleaning up more of her accidents. Her meows became raspy. Her energy just wasn't there anymore. And Christmas weekend was my was my work weekend. So unfortunately, I my usual sleep-deprived stuff didn't help out with my anxiety. And I made a vet appointment for Thursday, January 6th. That, you know, okay, okay. I, I got to take her in. I got to do something. But I didn't want to do it over the holidays. Like I wanted to get through the holidays and then also getting paid and get ready for this vet visit that's probably going to be emotional and expensive. And as we got through the New Year's holiday, I, I moved her litter and food upstairs to my room, which which helped out her life, her quality of life because she didn't have to move around as much. She'd move around in a certain area, sleep, or lay in front of me, around me. You know, cats, they guard or judge. And her health just kept going down and down and down. And around New Year's Day, she stopped eating. And every time I clean up her accidents, she wasn't even using the litter box. She used a cardboard in front of it, and then a while she just didn't even do that. I, every time I cleaned up her accidents, they were getting red. And I've seen enough house MD to know where that's going. Yeah. On Wednesday, January 6th, I woke up to this. What? What the hell? And I hear it again. Like, She's being strangled. I'm like, what's going on with her? And I look down at her. And I don't see her her chest moving. She's just laying there. She's just there. Somebody call it. Time of death, 8.31 a.m. Wednesday, January 6th. She died. And yeah... Almost within a, within a month of my grandmother dying, my cat goes. So I got rid of the body. I dealt with, I took a day off from work and just, uh, I'm glad her suffering's over. I really am. I'm glad that she's, she's up in heaven, probably with my grandmother and my other pets. But um, it's been a very trying six weeks. No holidays, no hockey, and having to bury two p- 
people or a pet and a grandmother that was very close to me in my life. And what it's taught me is that I'm just ready to move on from all this. From all this. I'm just ready to move on. Um, I know the world's a horrible place right now for everyone. You know, but we got to keep pushing forward in some way. As Red Green once said, keep your stick on the ice and I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. And when Steve Smith, i.e. Red Green, said that, you know he meant it. Just in the same way I'm saying it to all of you. So I know this was a little long in the tooth for everyone. I apologize, but I just wanted to let you into my world as to what's going on. And just go out there and tell a loved one that you love them. Or hug your pet, if you're able to, a little bit tighter in this world. Because you never know, you truly never know when death is going to come. None of us do, but they know. Animals always know before we do. And that's going to do it. That's a wrap on the show this week. Thank you for everyone who has listened to this. There's going to be a lot more where this came from when Bears training camp starts up. Cap starts sending guys down. We get more Bears games underway. Hopefully I can do a nice little uh, Thursday mini preview cast with your guys. But I'll try to get back on more of a regular schedule. But I'm just glad to be back in the saddle. Back in business once again. And remember everyone, stay positive and test negative. We'll see you next time. Hey, hey.